Are you ready for another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast? Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, this episode right here is hilarious. We talk about campus life. We talk about intramural sports. We talk about my leg getting split open and bleeding like crazy. It's hilarious. We talk about fast food. We tell different stories about roommates, all sorts. I got Nathan Dickens, first-time guest on the show. So pumped he's here. I got Scott and Jake returning. It's a hilarious episode. So make sure you listen to it. Give it a five-star review and subscribe. Subscribe to our Apple Podcast and our Podbean. That's where both of our podcasts are being distributed. And also follow us on Instagram. Uh, and DM us on messages about uh, what you want us to talk about. If you want to be on the guest, uh, on the podcast, send us a message. Let us know. And be on the lookout for our merch. Also want to thank all of our GoFundMe and our Venmo sponsors who help us run this show. So make sure you give us five stars and review and follow us wherever you can. And have another episode of the Great Wild Buffalo Podcast coming at you right now. It is hilarious. So strap in, get ready, and let's do this. Wandering through the great plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. When you think the day is done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare, the great white buffalo. The great white buffalo. Podcast with Ben Mayfield. All right, GWB Nation, this is your host, Ben Mayfield. We have ourselves an incredible episode here on the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I'm joined with the incredible, semi-charismatic Nathan Dickens, everybody. How you doing? And over here, it looks like he's got a shank in his hand, and he's wearing a Braves hat. He's my friend from a long time ago. It's Mr. Scott Sinkowitz. It's not a shank. It's a shiv. <laughs> if you've been to prison, you'd know that. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And don't forget that last voice is the tallest man I know, and he's an incredible human being. It's Jake Riggs. Fair enough. Thanks, buddy. Guys, today I want to talk about campus life. And not everybody who listens to this has lived in college campuses. Some are maybe might be in high school, might be going to college. Maybe some people have already been to college and they're out. Maybe there's some you know career people that said you know <laughs> Van Wilder types. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know some people did take eight years. Uh, Lots of people take eight years. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're called, called doctors. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or or bachelors. I mean, let's <laughs> not even <let's laughs> judge. It's judgment free zone. Yeah. Our friend Garrett took eight years, and all he had was associates. But he finally <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't his fault, though. That, that was wasn't a, his fault. Little Gear. Yeah, it's little Gear. Oh boy, little Gear listen to the podcast. I love does Gare. he? Uh, yeah, he does. He texts with me. Good call out, Gear. So, anyways, little Gear, we're talking about campus life today, and we've all lived on campuses. What are some? I know a little bit about y'all's stories. I lived on University of North Georgia campus mm-hmm. and also did some summer camps where summer camps where college kids are kind of like living on campus. What about y'all? What's y'all's? Uh, we, uh, Scott and I went to Truett McConnell College in Cleveland together, which is now Truett McConnell University yeah. now. Uh, and so I was there from 2005 to 2008, and then Scott was there from... How long did how long were you at I True? I was there from <laughs> to 2006, seven. I don't know who went to college longer, Chris Davis or Scott Sinkowitz, <laughs> but it's pretty similar. Scott, yeah. No, I, I was uh, I was there from 2001, and then I graduated 2007. 
I know Chris Davis celebrated Y2K in college and also celebrated the election of Barack Obama. So <laughs> the, the, real, <laughs> so, the real the real Y2K or the fake one that was from 99 to 2000? Because Y2K actually didn't happen until 2001 because there was no year zero. So the new millennium was 2000 to 2001, not 1999 to 2000. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge bomb. Blew everybody's, blew everybody's minds with that <laughs> one. That's freaking out right now. Like, and honestly, Ooh. it didn't really matter. Like people, I remember I had this friend in high school and his brother was kind of, uh, like today he'd be like the, he'd like listen to Alex Jones and like be all that. Oh yeah. All that end. Um, <laughs> and he... Whatever end Alex yeah, Jones yeah. is on, but, I mean, <laughs> just in that, in yeah, right, just in that in that vein of kind of thinking, um, and he was preparing to sell his car because oh, it had a computer chip in it and it wasn't going to work, and so he's going to get the money and yep. buy a horse oh, because no. horses don't have computer chips. I that might be news to somebody. I hope not. Um, but uh, <laughs> so he was going to do that, and he was he was like, we got we got to stock up on like ammunition and like oil lamps and like we gotta figure out how to cook food and like refrigerate food i'm like bro like it's it's like that online form you fill out you're not gonna be able to put your birthday it's like we're still gonna have power yeah nothing is gonna happen this is before walking dead right so he's not like the zombie crazy. Right. no yeah yeah no this is yeah. you know this is his late it, 90s it's yeah, like right in the world like uh prepper we call that is not yeah, uh, uh, doomsday yeah. doomsday prepper yeah he was all prepared for uh for the apocalypse but anyway, yeah, Scott and I lived on campus at Truett together, and and uh, so that's the extent of our campus life. And where did you go to school, Nathan? You so a couple, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I started at the University of West Georgia. Go Wolves! And, uh, did that for my freshman year, and then I did uh, Gainesville State when that was still a thing. But I lived, I did the. <laughs> The Coney campus, so I lived in Athens. What was the what was the Gainesville State mascot? Geese. Flying geese. The, the, geese. Geese. <laughs> the, fight, the fighting geese. The fighting, the fighting, fighting geese. Do you consider yourself a Wolfpack member or a fighting geese? Well, I, I ended up at Georgia College and State University in Milledgeville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobcats. Bobcats. And uh, I, uh, I I took five years. Uh, at each one of those schools? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, but uh, I consider myself a Bobcat. I Wait, love that so place. Were you, were you a... Uh, West Georgia for only one year one or year. one semester? Freshman year. Freshman year. Yeah. And then went to Gainesville and for then two? A year and a half. A year and a half. And then yeah. finished up at yeah. Georgia College. There's nothing wrong with that. I went to Truett for three years, and then I, I went as a commuter to Kennesaw State, and I was there uh, for another... Uh, uh, no. You went to North Georgia, didn't you? I, d- I went to North Georgia for a semester. Yeah! I went to, North, I went to North Georgia for a semester, and, and then they took away the thing that I was going to study, which was oh, communications. I so then I, I transferred over to... Kennesaw. Which we did the math. I think we were there the same semester. Probably. We, I, we, I may have never. I was also a commuter there. So I literally showed up, went to class, yeah. went home. So yeah. no it's, campus life at, at, at Kennesaw or uh, North Georgia, well, really. I'm about to drop a bomb on our listeners. Have you ever heard of the thing called the Burger King Theory? I think I talked to y'all about that. Uh, you told me about it. Have I told you anything? Uh-huh. The Burger King Theory. Burger King Theory is basically, it is it's possible. Science. It's, it's science. science. It's scientifically <laughs> saying that you could have met someone, stood next to them, even had a class with them, sat right next to them, but maybe didn't have a significant interaction. Fast forward five years, that person becomes a best friend or a coworker, or you become get to know each other. And like, oh, this is great, and you have no recollection that you've met the person previously. And it's called the Burger King theory, as in like you're standing in line at Burger King 
and somebody like bumps into you. It's oh, excuse me, like, like you've had an interaction. It could have been Six Flags, could have been college. Could because have been we're such so, such self interested beings that if somebody yeah. bumps into you, you don't really pay attention to that yeah. person. Yeah. Well, so well, so Jake and I could have had a class together. We could have. I I Not took some I took some accounting and economic classes. Nope. Okay, okay. Yeah. We did not have a class together. <laughs> I was in the school of business. That's the only building I was ever in when I was there. No, but you see, like, you'll see these pictures on the, you know, on the internets, um, the series of tubes that runs, you know, the internets, you know, that thing? <laughs> the internets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but you see these pictures of these people. There's one that's this, uh, this guy with his family when he was a kid at Disney World and, like, his, his wife. And her family when they were kids. Oh, I've seen that in the in the same picture. In the same picture yeah, in the I've background seen that. of the photo. That's and crazy. later on they found it and were like, Oh my gosh, that's our family. We were there at the exact same time. In the same picture. Like in the, in the same, same space. Picture. That's right. crazy. Breathing that's the insane. same air. Yeah. That's that's insane. So for my college campus career, the first two years I lived at home, commuted, lived with my dad. It was fantastic. But I kinda got bored of it. But I couldn't afford to live on campus. And so I was. Did they not? As a freshman, they didn't require you to live on campus. No, because I lived within like forty miles. Oh, I got it. Okay. So I'm from Delano. I went to North Georgia, and so I was like, "Man, how can I get on campus?" And I found out about this RA position, and so I was like, "Okay, I've never lived on campus." I had to go interview, and I didn't know where the building was. Like I didn't know, so I had to Google a map of North Georgia, and like had the name. It was like in Stewart, and so I went in Stewart. Had my application, killed it, crushed the interview, just like nailing. And they're asking questions like, you know, what are you gonna do if a resident doesn't know where to go? Like, what can you do? And I'm like, oh, you know, I just want to be engaging them. I'll, you know, I know a lot of these buildings, you know, because I've been here for so long. Like, I didn't know the names. Of you these made buildings. that up. Yeah, yeah I, that was false. Like, oh, yeah. and and by the way, I had to I had to Google my way into this yeah. building. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody but that. They, they had like no idea. One of those guys was Derek, and so I had this interviewing. I was about to ask. Crushed it, and then I get the job. Like surprisingly, get the job, and, and it was embarrassing. Was we had our I had to also figure out where our opening day was, so we went in there. And it's all the RAs, and everybody went in and introduced themselves, what their major was, and where they've lived previously. And I was the only person who had not lived on campus. <laughs> and I was the only person from Delonga, too. And so they're like, if you need any local spots, talk to the Nugget over there. <laughs> the ben, the yeah, Nugget. That's what they call locals, <laughs> yeah. is Nugget. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the Nugget. And they're like, so where do you live? I, I lived. Uh, you said you said sweets. You know Donovan. Yeah, I live those places. Like don't don't question. Don't push into it <laughs> too much. So that's how I got to live on campus for free. Nice, 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 nice. Truett's campus was a unique situation. Uh, at least when we were there, it's it's probably a lot. Uh, there's a lot more to it now, but um, there were 400 to 450 students living on campus. That was it, and then uh, maybe 2,000 commuters. So you kind of you kind of knew everybody and you kind of knew everybody's business too, which was always funny because you'd, you'd be walking around the campus and you'd see like two people out on the front lawn of the blanket, and then the next day the rumor had circled up: oh, uh, they're dating, oh, they're and gonna get married. Like, yeah, and just, you see those two people and you know their entire life history, like oh, absolutely, Franken, you know, never said a word to them, nope. and you know everything. You about know everything them. about that. That's exactly right. That's how small that campus was. So it was really, it was really unique in that way. But there was a, a lot of really uh, uh, cool. Cool moments that I think Scott and I had living in, in the dorms together. I used to, 
um, in my dorm room, I lived with uh, another guy named Tom, who yeah, he is, is engaged. Yeah. This guy that we and that if you I, knew that was Tom, a, you'd be like, what? What? <laughs> he was like, it, Tom was a super chill, really nice guy. One of we'll, the one of the most genuine, nicest people I've ever. But met. he like, and he never pretended to be something he wasn't. He was a party animal, and he never tried to pretend that he wasn't. Um, but uh, so we, I lived with him and I, uh, my door was always open and there was always at least five or six people in there. And we were just, we would play FIFA. We played Mario Kart or just something like that. That was like the thing that we would do. And Scott used to say he could hear me down the hall. Like we're playing, like screaming, screaming, getting mad at FIFA because those, you know, those are the things that mattered, not the fact that I was having a rough time in my lit there, class. There was two people playing FIFA and about six people watching. Watching, play. just yeah. to yeah. smash my controller on the ground. Uh, BS! Yeah, yeah, stupid. Steve, uh, I had a, uh, my freshman roommate was Steve. Uh, and Steve. I was Steve. Steve. Good old Steve. I was, I was his first oh, white RIP. friend ever. Oh, First oh. white friend ever. And uh, I didn't, you know, back then, you just got who you got. I went to West Georgia knowing one guy from, uh, I grew up with military kids, so I moved around. But my freshman year of high school, I lived in South Georgia, and then I moved to North Georgia. Hinesville. Uh, good old Hinesville. Come on. Is that where you're from? Fort, uh, like Fort Stewart area? I lived a good, like, I, I was born in Alabama. Oh, okay. okay. But I lived down there for a little bit, went to Kansas, went back to Fort Stewart, but lived in, in Hinesville. Gotcha. And uh stayed there until my freshman year, but... Um. Yeah, ended up. I, I knew one guy. He was going to be the kicker of uh, the football team, which back then West Georgia was awful. Now they're 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 rolling on. They're doing good. They're still awful. But they're they're they were <laughs> they were awful. It was bad. But we uh, I lived with this guy named Steve, and uh, we just met at orientation, and uh, he did he he had a cell phone, but it was a like a pay as you go like every month. So every month, and he would even just do burner phones. So he would just he would get he <laughs> would get a sketchy. phone he would get a phone every month we go to Walmart we get him a phone and uh, so I had to get a, get a new number for him every month but the first <laughs> it, it, he he didn't sleep with his back to me for the first two months of school because he said because <laughs> he because he, he said you like, kind of like shift and you look over <laughs> Steve's just looking said, right at right, you <laughs> he said that. Uh, I freaked him out. He had never had a white friend before. Oh, he, man. He, was he, he, was, a, he you know, a black guy? He was a black yeah, individual? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, good guy from, from Chicago, uh, then lived in Atlanta for a little bit. That's so funny. But, uh, I, I feel he like was, I'm a racist because when you said Steve, I automatically thought Australian. Steve. Steve. Well, Steve. You know, you can, you can be I mean, black and Australian. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a racist. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Australia is <laughs> not a race either. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Great Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we used to. I, I have one story of, of Steve and I. We would go uh, as we started becoming closer friends. Uh, we would go to McDonald's, and, and there's a McDonald's right across the, the street from the campus of West Georgia. And uh, he would always get two double cheeseburgers, and he knew to the penny what it was because they used to be um, ninety nine cents. Right. And so he knew to the penny what two of them were going to be with tax. And uh, one day we go through the drive-thru, and he was like, I'll take two double cheeseburgers. And the lady's like, all right, it'll be this much. And it was when they, they made the double cheeseburger from a dollar. It's like a dollar fifty or whatever it was, dollar twenty or something. And uh, <laughs> she told the, she said the total, and he said, he, he went off a little bit, but he was like, wait, wait, wait. 
how much is it? And she she told him the total again, and he went off on her. I mean, he was like, "This is BS!" Like just going. I mean, just awful. Like the have you seen the that Chris Farley SNL sketch where they find they tell him he's not drinking real coffee, but those. Columbus, those decaffeinated mm-hmm. coffee crystals or whatever, and he starts like tearing the restaurant apart and like <laughs> losing his mind. Like, what does it all mean? If kind we, of thing. If we had been inside, I think he would have done that. But he was just <laughs> ripping into her. I was like, Steve, I'll pay for it. He's like, No, it's the principle of it. So uh, we go through. We go have the money. They raised yeah. the sales tax like 0. 0.6 to 0. 0.7, so I mean, he was like a penny oh, off or man. something. No, 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 no. They, they raised the price they raised of the, the burger. Price of the this burger. is oh, this oh. is what happened, and I remember this. <laughs> This is a big deal. I'm glad you've got it. They introduced a hamburger called the McDouble. Right. And the McDouble took the place of the double cheeseburger. What's the difference in the McDouble and the double cheeseburger? You ask. A piece of cheese. (laughs) An extra piece of cheese? The the double cheeseburger has an extra piece of cheese and the McDouble has, has, or the double cheeseburger has two pieces of cheese. The McDouble has one. And so you're literally paying. So it, it went from from a piece of cheese in between the two patties to a che- piece of cheese on top of each patty. Yes. Got it. And that's that's what the double cheeseburger always was. They introduced the McDouble, took a slice of cheese off, and I mean it's still a double cheeseburger. Like a a cheeseburger aficionado would go, that's a double cheeseburger. And it's not the cheese that's double, it's the burger that's double. And right. so McDonald's decided to capitalize on that. Little old fast food history. <laughs> Thank you. That was very. Uh, I loved hearing the, about the, that. The only McDonald's hack I have was they did a. It was like pick two things for six bucks. Yep. And you could do. It was a four pack, of McNuggets was one of the options. Mm-hmm. So if you like chose no, it was it was six. It was six. I'm sorry. I apologize. My math was wrong. It was like six nuggets, and then you could get something else. So if you ordered like. Two orders of that, you could get twenty four nuggets instead of paying the twenty dollars to get twenty nuggets. So it was like, you like you got you got jit. Like you could order that and get six individual packs. So you get twenty four nuggets for twelve dollars. Yes, or something. No, it was something like that. It was like it was four dollars cheaper. So four dollars cheaper to get more nuggets. To get more nuggets. Got it. So that's perfect. Somebody at McDonald's didn't do the math there. Yeah. No, McDonald's used to when I was a kid. They used to do the. The chicken nuggets had they were dark meat, not just yeah, white yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and, uh, dark meat I, uh, and, and other pieces. Dark meat and other pieces. And Rib they, meat. They also had honey. They would serve you honey, and I used to eat those nuggets with honey. Oh, I it still was, eat. So it was my amazing. my son loves chicken nuggets, but sometimes you know he's four, so he'll like he'll eat like two or three and take off. He's like playing yeah. something. And so I'll go and get like that that bear hunt that that little teddy bear honey mm-hmm. thing, and I just I st- I love honey on chicken nuggets. Oh, it's Holy so smokes! It is so I mean, good. Absolutely. Yeah. McDonald's like released the their the new all white oh, meat chicken nugget. Then everybody started going. <laughs> what was it before? You're right. <laughs> like wait, what have I been eating? And then they acted like it was this like new like oh my gosh we're so innovative like no like chicken is supposed to be white meat like, yeah. always yeah. Where it, now I'm not old enough, but they also changed the recipe of the French fries. They used to deep fry it in like beef or beef oil or something like that, and then they changed. What it. kind of oil? I want to say it was like beef. Oh, oh, the beef fat. The beef. Fat. I think you're right. I, then, I, I think you're and right. And this guy, I was listening to a Malcolm Gladwell podcast, and he went on a campaign against, and he self funded his campaign against McDonald's, talking about how it caused uh, heart heart, heart, heart disease and yeah. heart conditions and like. It's, it's way unhealthy for you. And, like, went on Good Morning America, like, 
like had his own ads that he paid for himself to get along commercials. It was like crazy, and he forced the McDonald's because they like they had a McDonald's executive on Good Morning America against him. And he's like, so here's the facts. He's like, it goes this, it goes this, it goes this, and the McDonald's guy was like, well, well, you know, like you know everything in moderation. He goes, is it moderation you sell for ninety nine cents a piece? Moderation is you're eating forty five fries in one pack, and like just like killed him. McDonald's then, as a company, changed to like vegetable oil to make it like healthier. Yeah, now they're so much healthier. Yeah, yeah, it changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It still, doesn't matter what still kind. Still deep fried yeah, potatoes. Yeah, that's true. But. It doesn't matter what kind of fat you're putting into your body. Still fat. <laughs> I just thought it was crazy that he like took on well, yeah. and a it's giant not, organic company. It's like for, for things like that, I think it's what people confuse is like when people say, oh, it's fat free, which means it's healthy. Well, I mean, you get ice cream that's fat free, but it's the sugar that's gonna make. Well, that's it fat. what that's what they did in the 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 late eighties, mid late eighties. Whenever was the, there was a the fat freeze, like big craze coming in, yeah. they realized that take out the fat and it tasted horrible. So what they started doing is just put pumping in a crap ton of sugar. Yeah. So they would say fat free, and it would be like, oh, this is good for you. But yep. then you'd look at the sugar content, and it it would almost be worse. Than out what, the, what yeah, it was. out the wazoo. America was addicted to sugar. Absolutely. Among, among other things. Yeah. Well, we don't have like to talk about freedom. this. <laughs> freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from talking about campus life to McDonald's. Well, we went I, down a rabbit yeah, hole. I fast food is important. Fast food is an important part of campus Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's not we, So we, we went to school in a, in a small town, and um, even the restaurants uh, would close at a certain time. McDonald's was usually up pretty late, but what we used to do was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. 10 o'clock, all What, right, what we used to do was we did a thing. This was a bad move. We did midnight meals, is what we called it. And we just... Ingles was open 24 hours yeah. a day. And we'd go to Ingles and get... I I used to do... I, I called it uh, M&M cereal. <laughs> I just took a bag of M&Ms and poured them in a bowl and poured milk on top of it and ate it with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. Well, the, that's the thing is like our so we went to this little bitty school and yep. the people that worked in the um, dining hall they didn't want to have to stay late and so dinner was from four thirty to six thirty. And if you missed it, and if you, you missed, missed it, it, you didn't eat. Right. And so well, I mean, we'd go eat at four thirty, and like we'd be ten o'clock roll around. Dang, I'm hungry. Yeah, and, yeah. And so like we would literally we'd eat two meals, mm-hmm. and it's I mean, the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. It was nah, so it was pretty great. <laughs> well, I really enjoyed it. Super unhealthy. Yeah, yeah it was super unhealthy. But well, I really the dining hall not being open. Yeah, and yeah. It, oh, it wasn't yeah. open. Things cool. have changed. I mean, it has it has changed for the better. Um, but yeah, that was the worst because we would go. We would literally go eat a full meal. And then, you know, by, by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, we were hungry again, and so we'd go eat again. Mm-hmm. And the things that were available at that time were not... McDonald's, not, Sonic, yeah, Wendy's. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like we would do Taco uh, Hell. Pizza. Was our, was our Taco Hell. Well, that was a, we didn't have so a Taco Bell yet. That was a special occasion. Yeah, you, go to, oh, you, like, dri- dude, you dri- drive 40, 35, 40 minutes to Cornelia yeah. to go get Taco Bell. Let's go to Taco Bell. The, the one in Dahlonega? Yeah, uh, just mm, they're about equidistant. They're about so equidistant, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a little easier drive to get to Cornelia. Mm-hmm. A bunch of windy roads. Oh, yeah. When I was living in Athens, uh, I wasn't a UGA student, but my roommates were. And so, I mean, it, I essentially got a little bit of like the fun parts of Athens and the fun part of UGA experience for the the Gainesville Coney Price, but they used to go to Snelling. Snelling was a twenty four hour Let's go twenty four hour dining hall. And they would go it'd be like two in the morning and they'd just be like, 
Yeah, let's just go get a bunch of wings, some Powerade, and uh, watch American Gladiators because they'd have American oh, Gladiators man. rerunning and snowing. That just sounds eating. incredible. I was like, man, that sounds awesome. Uh, but they would go. They had unlimited swipes. They were just always going. Mm-hmm. But it is amazing. You know, we haven't talked about fast food and all that, but it is amazing. I, I, you know, working with college students, they always talk about how broke they are and they don't have jobs. Yet oh. they go out to eat almost every meal. Every, it is every unreal. day. Our buddy, it is unreal. Our buddy Ethan sold his Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and we're like, wow. And he made a big deal about buying the Switch. And we're like, why would you sell your Nintendo Switch? Well, I've got to have Chick-fil-A money. Eat Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> you sold your Switch for like 200 something bucks, yep. whatever. You pay like 250 260 for something, oh. For something your body is going to turn into... Poop. You know what? <laughs> and it was ridiculous, but he was like, and he was complaining, like, I'm so broke, I'm so broke, I had to sell my Switch. I'm like, man, you're broke, and so Switch, what did you buy with it? Chick-fil-A. I had to get Chick-fil-A. Like, and the thing, and the frustrating, the frustrating part about that, too, was that he had, he had, like, unlimited swipes, I think. Yeah, he had a like he could go plan. to the dining hall whatever he wanted, but if you wanted, they had Chick Fil A on campus. If you wanted the Chick Fil A, you had to. He had the dining dollars too. The, yeah, it came right. With the meal plan, and he like ran through it. Ran but he's not the only one. I mean, that's, you're so right. I, and it, I guess it bugs me a little bit because like I've looked at my checking account and it's had like two dollars in it. Yep. My savings has four dollars in it. I'm like, okay, I really can't. I I am broke. And these kids are like, oh, this is so broke because my parents haven't gave me my My parents allowance. haven't shifted money yeah. into my account yet. And it's like, uh, I guess I'll just have a six count instead of eight count. And then you get out of college and get a real job, and then you get your own place, and then all of a sudden you're like, where did all my money go? Like, yeah. I just got a job. Why didn't I just stay yeah. in college? Yeah, college was cheaper. I feel like I had more money, like, spendable, you know, in, like, disposable income when I was in college than I do now. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I came from, uh, I worked in summer camps at, 4-H summer camps, and they pay you, since university, they pay you by the hour. And so when you do summer camps, you know, most of the time, like Camp Glisten or something like that, they give you like a stipend for the right. summer. Well, 4-H, by the hour. So imagine how many hours you work in camp. So you would come out of the summer like, rich. Like, <laughs> I got so much money. Yeah. And I just remember like, I have no bills. I can buy chacos. I can buy food. I can buy this. It was it was incredible. Bought a TV. It was it was rich money, and then you realize I didn't save any. I didn't no. yeah. this. And yeah, and then like you know, three months later, you're like, "What happened to all my money? Yeah. <laughs> Can I go back to summer camp?" Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, I probably had the perfect uh, perfect job when I was at Georgia College for the two and a half years I was there. I was a ref, male stripper. Uh, male stripper. Yeah, no, I was a I was a ref for intramurals. Uh, made a lot of money. <laughs> Fell out of nowhere, uh, male stripper. But no, uh, okay. Uh, being a ref for intramurals, it was perfect. And intramurals at Georgia College is top, like I bet top dog. Trash, trash. You know, we it's... used to give our intramural refs a lot of crap. I oh, was going to oh. ask if you well, we, got a lot of crap. It's interesting. I think it's statistically, and I'd have to relook at the numbers of it, but I think it's something like sixty percent of the student population at Georgia College plays intramurals. Wow. I mean, when I graduated uh, in two thousand eleven, it was either two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve. I'm pretty sure, uh, like. Our softball teams, we had 126 or 127 softball teams. Wow. And Clemson. Wait, what? Clemson had like 60, 64, something like that. Like, we, uh, Georgia College has one of the best, has one of the best uh, intramural programs in the nation. Wow. I mean, it's, it's unreal how many people play there. And it is so fun. I mean, we would play every uh, Sunday to Thursday, uh, was about from about five till midnight every night. And, 
you had games all night, and there were so many different teams, and we had leagues for we had A League, B League, C League, and they were I mean, people did give us hell. I mean, yeah, but it was, it, yeah. it was a lot of fun because it made you. There were a lot of people that wanted the job, and you actually had to be good in order to ref. Like they didn't just keep you around. There were a lot of people that wanted to do it because it was it was it worked out with your class schedule easy. You could. You could, you know, if you didn't need to, if you didn't want to work one night or you couldn't because of uh, tests or you had a trip going on, that you just had to schedule off, use ADA. I mean, it was ADP. It was super easy to do, um, but uh, it was very competitive. Do, a lot. Do you of remember fun. Wilson Pierce? I don't know. Wilson was a uh, North Georgia. And he was also an intramural ref. He went to mm-hmm. my hall my freshman year, and he. Uh, he was referee, and I remember I was the coach for like most of the Wesley teams. You know, we would do yeah. basketball, football, soccer, whatever. And so we were doing those, and I would purposely tell Wilson, "It's like, hey, Wilson, I'm going to lose my cool. I'm going to make a scene. I'm going to like, like one time I snapped. We had my to clip- buy clipboards because he would break them <laughs> over his knee. Absolutely, when I would buy the cheap flimsy ones, so I could break it. And so it, <laughs> you bought you bought the cheap flimsy ones so you could break them. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't buy the, because if you bought the real ones, he could break, break, yeah, break your knee. Yeah, it would hurt my knee too much. Yeah. I was fragile. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was I was sensitive to the hard wood. Uh, and so <laughs> hard wood. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, said, you, I said. Okay. What's that mean? Clarify. You know, like clipboards or maybe oh, like oh, okay. Scott and I were in another place. We were in another place. Okay. And so. But I remember one time we were doing basketball, and we were losing so bad. It was like this typical da da da, and there was a call for us, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is right there!" Like I threw my hat down, and like snapped the clipboard, and Wilson's like, "I've had it of you." Da-da. Like like I told him ahead of time I was going to do this, so like Wilson knew what's going on, and so he's like, "Yeah, you're out here, get an escort," and like everybody was like freaking out, like, "Oh, like what is going on? This is like, real life. Like this is real like." Because nobody knew what was going on. And so we had a huge scene, da-da-da, and then I escorted me out. And then he started laughing, and I came back in. and was like, all right, guys, come on. <laughs> Time back in. And yeah. we lost, like, by 40 points. It was embarrassing. I, did, I was an intramural ref, too, when I was in school. And it, I still remember those days. So I, did, I mostly did football, uh, flag yeah, football. Yeah, flag football, was they took that seriously. And, um, and I still remember to this day a call that I made that just like the the spectator sideline just erupted when I made the call because and I, I can like I can visualize it and everything. Do you stand by the call? Absolutely. If there was if there was instant replay, I would be like they they would have to shut up because it was he was okay. So here's here's the play. Basically, the guy gets wide open, throw him a pass. Nobody behind him, nobody in front of him, just like free run to the to the end zone. He steps on the line, so he's out of bounds. I call him out of bounds. I'm I'm literally I'm looking down the line because I know he's he's running at me or like at the line, and so I know that he's coming toward the line. And when he makes the catch, he catches the ball, caught it a catch. He steps on the line and then continues to run down. He's out of bounds at that point, and I called him down at that point, and they just went nuts. And I was like, nope, I'm standing by this. This has happened. And so you wouldn't have overturned the call anyway. I don't no, even know if you could. No, I wouldn't have. And and the thing is, is like now it gives me this perspective of like when I'm like at some game or something, you know, that you know, like balls and strikes at a Braves game. I know that like my perspective isn't always the right one. Yeah. You know, and so right. 
And so it kind of gave gave me a little bit of clarity. I mean, I'll little, still give it to a ref. If he, if he's, a little life yeah. lesson for you. I used yeah. to troll. I was uh, refereeing Ultimate Frisbee, and Ultimate gets very competitive as well. And it was one of those calls of like he caught it and like did he catch it inbounds, something like that. And he's like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" And I said, "All right, guys." And I I like, pretend I had a mic and I said, uh, "We'll do an instant replay." And I turned around from him. And I pretended like I was in a booth, and you could just you could just feel the lasers of hatred <laughs> that were on my back. And I was like, and I did this for like you know like a, like probably a solid thirty seconds. And I came back, was like, you can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm like, I was mouthing my mouth, pretending like I was saying something. And I was like, pretending with my mic, you know, the call stands. All right, keep playing. <laughs> and, like, and like one team was laughing, the other team was like. I thought I was going to get jumped afterwards. I said, "Okay, I'm I've, sorry." I've learned working with Ben that he, um, there's not many things as far as competitively that you take very seriously. You're, you know, especially when we're talking about playing with kids, because we're just we're in it to have try to have a good time, and 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 especially when you're it's in a church situation, we're trying to help them to be. Uh, just very good sports and stuff like that. But there was one time where he did something that made a child rage quit a game that we were playing. We were playing wiffle. We were playing wiffle ball, and the kid and one of the Scott, kids. Scott was there. Scott too. was there. Yeah, yeah, it was my hit. I hit the ball. Yeah. So should I say who this person was? No. Okay, we won't do that. <laughs> you have to, you have to say who yeah. it was. Uh, but this the 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 kid was a uh, he knows who he uh, is. he knows who he is a high school uh, baseball player. He was a pitcher and and he um, he takes things very seriously. He's super very. competitive, and so we're we're playing wiffle ball and Scott and I are on a team and then Ben is on a team with well, well with, and uh, he's he's super competitive. Like in every little thing, like if you're tossing paper balls into a trash can, yeah. ball, he'll go find paper, crumple it, and go, Who made it bother you? Ma- like, yeah, like what, it's like it almost like a one up kind of thing. And, and so, this is within his realm of like baseball is wiffle ball. And, and we and we're we're playing, and he's like going hard, like you know, you play wiffle ball, you just kind of toss it, and you're trying to yeah. get trying to put the ball in play, on you're trying to have it on a mission trip. And he's like going real hard, and we're like, You need to relax, we're just having fun. So Scott and I's team is just we're just crushing the other team. Yeah, for whatever reason. For what yeah. And so at one point Scott's up to bat and he hits the ball. I like the thing is is like when I when I hit it, because he was I mean, he was going hard. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, hey man, back off a little bit. And he did, and I just you cr- <laughs> cranked, cranked it. Cranked it down <laughs> down the first baseline. And Ben was playing it first was, base. It was the easiest catch. It would have been easy. Ben, ben, ben so, could have just gone. Like just reached his hand out and grabbed it. It hit a tree, and basically all Ben had to do was open his hands, and it would have fallen into his hands. But he just Ben like gave this nonchalant like like lays his arm eh. out and, just, eh. <laughs> and then it went past him. Instead of instead of running to go pick the ball up and throw it back into the into the infield to try to get the person well, out. Well, and so Ethan, I, did, I, mean, I mean, the person. I'm sorry, I made that edit well, that out. Well. The, the person I'll edit it out. I'll edit it out. The person who was getting angry was running to first base to cover the bag. You cover, cover first cause, base because I had to go get the ball, or whatever. And then when Scott went past first base, he then initiated to go towards second base. He kept to trying like, to follow Scott around like, the bases gotta to go, tr- gotta go, gotta get him out. Yeah, like give me the ball. And from this is what I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Ben do a 
like a, a army, gi- a army like gymnastics tumble into an army crawl, <laughs> grab the ball and bite off a pin like it was a grenade. And then just loft it <laughs> just into the with, infield. With no target. <laughs> <You're saying. laughs> and, and this individual just walked off the just went back to our dorms. And, and the whole time the I'm middle. and the whole time I'm going, I'm thinking like this is eating him alive. And I and from from the time I hit the ball, I had decided that I was going home no matter what. He was, yeah, you were rounding <laughs> the bases no matter what. And you made it. Because, and I made it. Because of Ben. It's, it's funny. It's like, so like I did this, you know, this roll and then army crawled and like, like pulled the pin. Oh my gosh, it was it. so funny. And I, as it hit the ground, which had yeah, no target and like if the grenade would have blown, this person blew up. Yeah, right. And, and even and even your own team, line. like we were laughing. Your own team, team was, was laughing. laughing. Like, like it was funny. Everybody was having a good time, but this individual, and it just ate him a lot. And he just he rage quit. He just he like I'm not playing. Beelined. Just walked off to the the housing complex. And then he we pretended. And then he pretended like later, like yeah, nothing happened. Like, like oh, I'm, oh, I'm fine. I, I yeah. wanted to take a shot. Like yeah, okay, yeah. all right, buddy. I all right. Yup. He's like yup. Thought I was mad. So that's what? when you tell the story about you messing with the ultimate frisbee kids. I can really see that because yeah. I, I've never seen you take something. I know you. There are things you take seriously, but that's just not one of them. Ben, one, of them. ben one time was playing uh, uh, intramural softball with the Wesley crew, Stop. and uh, I don't know what made him think that sliding into first feet first <laughs> was listen, a great idea. Into first feet first. Yes. People people do that and tore Thank up you. and t ball. Tore up his knee and oh, leg. Like he man. went back to the Wesley house and was trying to to take off his scab, and he was right. bleeding so, on the oh, carpet. Okay, and goes, right, hold on, "What do hold I do?" On. And I said, "Clean it up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out so here's what happened. Okay, I'm not, sure, I'm not no, sure you can explain your way out of it. I think I the story's been the story's been told. No, I don't no, know. No, okay, let me. This is my perspective. You bullied me when I was a kid. Listen, my perspective was I usually coach, but we had to play. And so I was like, all right, I'll play. And I hit it, and I'm running towards first. Well, the the the, the pitcher-type third base was one of those people who got it and threw it, and it was going to hit me. The ball was going to hit me. Okay. And so I was like, well, I don't want it to hit me, and I don't want to be out. So I slid in so the ball wouldn't hit me instead of, like, I guess, diving yeah, forward. But so you were, so you were safe. I was sa- Yeah, I was safe. Okay. And I made it well. safe, and I didn't want to get hit. And so my leg was like kind of like it, it definitely just, hurts. Just, I think I may still have a scar. I'll show you later. And so then <laughs> the whole game, uh, no, they, they were roasting me for the rest of the game. Whatever. I go home and it's a huge scab on the side of my leg. It's like dang, dude, that that hurts. And the next day I go to, back to the Wesley house. I don't know this week. Yeah, hey, you were there for that. Yeah, 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 I was. And so there's a door in the Wesley house where. What do you call those? Like the top opens and the it's bottom like a barn door. Bar- barn, yeah, door. Yeah, barn door. And so I was running in, and I went to grab the the door, and the top part <laughs> opened, opened the and the bottom. bottom part didn't, and it hit my scab, <laughs> and it came off like a skin, like the whole layer of my leg came off, and blood started going There's everywhere. There's still a a stain in Gross. the western carpet from this five years well, ago. Gross. And, and I was in pain. I was like ah, and Winston and Avery were there as well. 
and they were playing Mario Kart, and they're like, well, can you wait until the match is over? We're in a race. <laughs> pause it. And I said, turn around and look. And they're like, they turned, it's like, oh, God. And like, they, like, they paused it because it was like bleeding everywhere. And we ended up going to Avery's mom's house. We're like, we need someone who can medically help me here. And she ended up and you know, patching it up. Dang. It was, and then it took a lot longer to heal because of that. I will, say, I will say, talking about intramurals, North Georgia intramurals are fun, but very, they don't, at least back in the day, I don't know right, about right. now, back in the day, they horrible refs. We were playing softball one year, went out there, and uh, I got up to bat, and uh, there were, there was, I think they had two refs, or like an ump, and then maybe outfield, I can't remember, they had an ump. They didn't and know then, the rules either. They didn't know the rules, but <laughs> I, I literally, I got up to, to bat, I had like one or two swings, or like one swing, you know, I don't know. Anyways, we get up there, and they they had uh, one of the refs come up and say, "Hey, does anyone know how many outs there are and like what the pitch count is, and oh, and, no. and, and, and how many runs there are?" Oh no! And I was, th- I, I was it, there's no well, way. And so as it was the, miserable. As the intermittent <laughs> guy for Wesley, I had to take all the quizzes for the for the sport in order to qualify your team. And so like I actually knew all the rules because you had to get one hundred. Wait, 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 hold on. So to play intramurals at North Georgia. Mm-hmm. You had for your team, so you had to learn all the rules. You have to register you by to learning register. the rules but and taking a quiz. The referees didn't have to follow the same procedure. Well, I, well, I had the thing been, was they didn't know the rules. It's like I took the quiz. Did you not that's take what the I, quiz? Yeah. That makes yeah. zero sense. I had I had been after I, I graduated college, I went away for a year, went on this long went around the world, went on this mission trip. What was it called? And it, don't eat the world race. <laughs> Anyways, I came back. And we're playing, uh, I, I wasn't able to play intramurals yet, but I was sitting there and I, I would go out and watch the teams and all that. And I noticed that I still remembered all the rules from yeah. refing. And the referees would come together. And this wasn't like at the beginning. I understand the beginning of the season, you're training people. That, you know, it, it can be, you know, very hard to remember, especially flag football. Of Is this a spot foul? Is it not? Where, how do you pace it off? Okay, if there's two fouls, what do you call off? What do you take it? And so I, you know, I know that that can be confusing. But they're, you know, they're in their last game of the season or the second to last. Still have no idea. After every flag called, they would get together and they would start asking. Okay, so I could hear them on the sideline. I could hear them say, <laughs> "All right, why did you throw that? Well, I think this happened. Well, how do I assess that?" And so I started. Uh, we had a guy that didn't know the rules of intramurals, and he he just he didn't he didn't know what he just didn't know anything. So. Uh, what I when they would start throwing flags, as they started walking out there, I would start saying, this "Hey, is flag football." Yes, I yeah, would yeah, say, yeah. "You can't do that because of this, and it's this penalty." And after a couple times of me saying that, every time the refs would come together, they would look they would at, look, look at, at me look at and you. listen to me of what I would say, what that rule was, and how oh, to assess it. Come back together and talk about it, and then they would assess. Did how the refs get it. paid? Yeah, 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 I would have demanded a little bit of that I mean, it's, from that I mean, game. It was. I'm bad. gonna need. I'm gonna need about ten percent of what you guys make because it, I'm doing your job. It was really bad because I was, you know, at Georgia College, like I said, it was life there. Like everyone played it. It was a big deal that you had to. You had to be a ref. Like you had to play. You had to ref right. You had to know. You had to know the you rules. Know. And if you didn't, I mean, yeah, everyone made bad calls. But if you didn't know them, like they didn't keep you around. And uh, I was just. I was baffled. I was baffled. That's so funny. Yeah. It's very hard to play, at least when I did play a lot more, when I, I had a lot more time on my hands. Yeah. It was very hard. It, it's, might have, it, it's probably changed since, you know, now, hopefully, but 
back then. Intramurals weren't that intense at Truett. I think probably the more intense thing at Truett was sand volleyball. Yeah, and that wasn't intramural. That was just like that. Just people just got get together. We would pay, play volleyball three or four times a day. Like wake up, go to class before lunch, play volleyball. Run, go eat lunch, come back, play volleyball. Afternoon class. After that, was play it a volleyball. good course? Like the same. Yeah, I mean, it was just a yeah, it just it was much better than the one we have where we work. Preaching. Um, <laughs> but we would, and then at night when the lights would go out, we would all pull our cars around, turn the lights on, and play sand volleyball. We did it all the time, and like that was just—I remember that being a great part of campus life. Uh, one time when I was there, <laughs> I trolled all of them. <laughs> One night we took the net and hit it on campus. People were, oh, and it was like incensed. Yeah. It was I've like, never. Who did it? Yeah. Where is it? We're gonna kill him. And like, <laughs> and, so, and uh, so I was like, man, like crap, like, I, like I did it, <laughs> like, I did it, and it, it was crazy because like I was one of the guys. Like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Where's the, well, I don't know where the net is. We're gonna, we're gonna kill that guy. <laughs> and, like, Crap! Yeah. I didn't think it was gonna be that. We serious. got it so, back. It yeah, and eventually they found it. We, we like we we hit it. So I can't remember where we hit it, but we ended up like ditching it because we had it like in a room or something like they that. They find and, this, they're gonna and, and, <laughs> burn yeah. us at the stake. So we threw it. We threw it like behind these apartments, and they're like, "Oh, there it is. <laughs> we found it." <laughs> the summer camp at Rock Eagle, they had the thing called Tribal Shields, what the kids compete for for the whole week, and uh. I was notorious for stealing the tribal shield because I thought it was stupid that they competed for it. Well, just to give it back down, if any 4 Rangers listening, is there's five camps. Four of them are considered small camps, and the Rocky Eagles are the largest because they have like 60 counselors, and the small camps have like eight or nine. So small camp counselors kind of had a chip in their shoulder because Rocky Eagle always got all the love or whatever. So anyways, <clears throat> one year we went and we stole the tribal shield. It was like in one of the cabins. They thought it would be clever to hide it underneath somebody's bed. Like, oh, we can't find it. We're wondering where it's at. <laughs> oh, there it is. And it was the travel shield. And they just had painted. The next day was the day that they awarded it. And so we stole it. And they're freaking out. They're like, dude, we know you stole it. We know you stole it. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. We call ourselves the Ocean's Eleven crew. We're like, ah, I don't know what's going on. And we were going. And we're going to hang it up like up in a tree next to where they awarded it. And then we see the camp director driving his truck. I'm like, oh, what a piss. We got to get out of here. So, and it's on a huge hill. I don't know if you've ever been in Rocky Hill where they yep. do the travel shield. It's on this huge hill. And so, and it's a, a circular and it's made out of an old, <laughs> like 1960s Coca Cola uh, advertisement. So it's like a yeah. giant metal tin, but they paint it gold and then a black eagle on it. And so I roll it down the hill. Just like, and you can hear it. And there's a giant log at the bottom where they sit on to award it. And it goes, bam! Just like a huge clash. We're like, scram! We take it in the woods. And you can see him like, and his truck's coming in. Like the lights are looking for us. We're like, oh, living crew. Oh, man. The next day, oh, he was so pissed. Uh, I love Charlie. But they go in, and there's a giant chip. Of paint and dent inside the travel shield, <laughs> and so they go to award it, and you're like, Ugh, and everybody's like, there's like death staring at me. There's like 800 kids at this camp, and they're you know, like, you like know, we know you did that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what that's that. crazy. Yeah. They're like, wow, it's weird. We found it next to this giant log. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's crazy. I have a similar story, um, a little bit different, uh, different enough to be more just as interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So. 
a buddy of mine was uh, dating this girl, and uh, he was like, he's not really like a prankster kind of guy, and like I kind of, I, I don't say I was, oh, yeah, I was, um, and uh, so like I would just kind of get into some stuff, and uh, so he's like, hey, let's let's uh, let's prank my my girlfriend or whatever, and I was like, okay, what do you want to do? He's like, let's go throw water balloons at her window. Like in our apartment, and I was like, "All right, that's lame, but I'll, I'll go with you." <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. And so I'm like, did you, "Did you get water balloons?" He's like, "No, I couldn't find water balloons, but I found regular balloons." So like, "All right." And so he filled them up with water, and we're like, um, "We're we go down there, and there's three of us, and uh, he like throws the first one, and it hits the side of the building and not the window, and bounces off and busts on the ground." That should have been our first. Yeah, clue. red flag number one. <laughs> it hit a brick wall, bounced, bounced off, off, and then busted. And then, on the, yeah, the brick yeah. wall didn't break it. So, um, <laughs> so I'll see so the path he, we're he, traveling down he there. Threw, <laughs> he threw one, and I'm just standing out there like moral support, like, oh, you got it, and threw it again. Same thing happened. And then the other guy that we were with also, he's like, oh, let me try. He threw it again. Same thing happened. I'm like, guys, like, just throw it at <laughs> the, win- the window. Hit, hit the window. And so, How, so for a regular balloon. Water balloons only get so big. How big was the regular balloon filled with water? I mean, so if a regular water balloon is like a baseball, these were like a little bit bigger than a softball. Okay, okay. okay. So not not huge, but I mean bigger than a regular <laughs> right, okay. regulation size water balloon. Got it. And so I'm like, you guys like you guys are terrible. Give me the freaking balloon and I'll hit the window. And so I grab the balloon. And I launch it. I'm like, it's on target. And then feel really good about it for a minute. Feel really good. It's on target. It's <laughs> it's coming. I'm like, oh, I totally hit the window. No no problem. And there was a fleeting moment in my mind where I went, that probably wasn't the best idea to use <laughs> to use regular balloons. And then all of a sudden, I just hear, and it shattered the window. Oh man! And um, so I'm just like, it's fight or flight. Like, flight, definitely flight. I'm out of here. And so, and so like I'm I'm running. And then the first thing I do, like I'm following. So the the guy's girl, the guy who it was his girlfriend, like runs straight up to our dorm room and just like, like. I was here the whole time. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. yeah, so, so, um, so, uh, but I, and so I'm following this other guy that that we're with, and instead of going toward the dorm room, he heads towards the woods, and like, <laughs> and so I, I I dive up under these like large trees, and I'm like laying there, I'm like, what. I'm, I'm like out of breath, and so like I'm like, what? All right, what am I gonna do? I was like, I gotta make it back to my dorm room because they're gonna find me in in the woods because I just damaged property, and so um I I'm like laying there, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna have to make a break for it, and so there was a <laughs> there's a road, and so I'm across the street from where our dorm is. There's a road, and so I'm like, I'm like, all right, one, two, three, and I start running across the road, and the security guard is bombing down this hill. I mean, probably going out of, like 50 or 60 miles an hour. He said, comes this, like, this is comes, my moment. Comes within like... This is my <laughs> moment. Paul Blard, this is my moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be in the Truth McConnell newspaper. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> They're going to start a newspaper so that I can write so I can be about this. this. And so I'm like running and I make it across and he almost hits me and I just stop and I'm like, oh man. Like I'm caught. I just need to own it. He, he just goes flying by me. Like, 
what? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm standing there looking around, like, did that just really happen? Like, did he just like go by me? What? Like, I was obviously running across the road, like I shouldn't be doing, and like, I'm. It's not like I went jogging at 10:30 yeah. at night. I'm a college student. What's you know? he know? Yeah. Right, and was so, he running like, to the girl's room or something? Like, yeah, he was driving down to where the girl's room oh, was, okay. um, and so I'm I'm standing there like, what do I do now? Like he just passed me, and like I'm I mean I'm gonna capitalize on this. I'm I'm gonna keep running, and so like, yeah. I ran I ran into my room, and my my roommate was standing there like, and he was like on his computer studying, and I, I looked I was like John, if anybody asks, I was here the whole time, <laughs> and then he. He literally, he was like at his computer and he's like turned around and as I'm saying that, and he just goes, all right, and turns back around and just keeps studying. Like, this is totally a normal thing that happens all the time, which it doesn't. But so long story short, um, he, uh, they figured out that it was us and I didn't actually have to pay for the window and it scared the crap out of them because they thought somebody was like after yeah. them. Because somebody, somebody broke oh, the man. window. Oh man, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I got off scot-free, no pun intended. Uh, scot-free. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. That's that was a good story. That's a good one. That was, hey, I got was scary. A, talking about uh, newspapers, My uh, it's not technically, technically my story, but uh, my brother went to Georgia, and uh, he... Go dogs. Go dogs. Uh, he was a Sigma Pi, and some of his uh, roommates one night were... Um, Reading the red and black, which is UGA's uh, paper, come on, come and uh, on. they had been talking. Uh, I don't. I, there was either a picture of Uga drinking uh, Dasani water, or they were talking about something ridiculous. And they they had been drinking a little bit, and so they, the roommate was like, "You know what? This is for how much money I I, I give to this school." Ugga should not be drinking Dasani water. So, <laughs> so he writes into the red and black, and uh, he, he writes in and uh, writes this article about how he should be drinking at least Fiji water. Well, the next week... At least. At least. At least. Uh, the next week, uh, the red and black published his, his response. So from then on, every week they decided that they would get the red and black, and that they would drink and then read the the articles and then write into it. So a couple weeks went by and there was an uh, article about how uh, a fraternity was about to get kicked off of campus because uh, the son was at home and the dad uh, saw his son get out of the shower and there were bruises all over his body. And so uh, they had written back... And this guy was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. He wrote into the red and black and wrote this long dissertation about how they shouldn't be worried about the fraternity hazing. They should be worried about a grown father watching his grown son <laughs> get out of the shower. That one did not get published. But <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed the Great White Buffalo podcast. This episode, we talked about campus life. It was fantastic. Any last last words of wisdom about campus life? Um, don't if you're gonna <laughs> don't poop in a bag inside your apartment. Do, do it outside. Do it outside because yeah, it'll make it. your apartment stink. That's my final words. Thank you. If you enjoy summer camp, pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to school. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what it's like. Yeah. Naders, you have one? Uh, 
enjoy it, and uh, don't do anything stupid. Mine would have to be uh, number one conflict with residents when I was an RA was the temperature. And my advice is you can always put on more layers, but you can only get so naked. So that's your advice of Campus Alliance there. Challenge accepted. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. GWB Nation, thank you so much for listening. This has been Mayfield. Subscribe, like, and review, and we'll see you next time on the podcast.